Hi there. My name is Dr. Pragenta, and I'm the host of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I'm an advanced nurse practitioner, and I want to be your guide into the world of nursing professions. This podcast is a platform for nurses to share their journeys as they made their way in the diverse field of nursing as either entrepreneurs, academia, private practice, or even the corporate world. I think we should celebrate just how diverse the field of nursing is through mentoring one another with the stories of our career journeys. Nothing is too mundane because each journey is unique. This podcast will showcase career options to encourage nurses to view their degrees with a business mindset. After all, we work in the healthcare business. And ultimately, I hope I might inspire you to make a change if you're looking for something different. I am motivated to see you live your best nursing life, and that looks different for everyone. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast, and let's get started with today's guest. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the Dr. Nurse Podcast. Today, we're starting with Colleen, Alicia, Christina, and Oneda. So these are the women that I like to call the sex in the city nurse practitioners because they all met in nursing school 14 years ago, and they've been friends just continuously through schoolwork and having children and relationships, and then all becoming nurse practitioners together. And now they started a podcast. I just think it's such a cool sisterhood. I think it's sweet to see how they have just gathered around one another and supported each other through life and through career. And they've learned that it's hard to not have support and having one another has been something that's helped them through their lives and their careers together. Let's hear from them, describe their journeys to where they are now. Welcome ladies. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Let's take it from the top. Why don't we have each of you pretty much describe what your current job roles are? I'm Christina. I am currently in a very busy GI practice. I've been doing it for about six weeks now, but I absolutely love it. I've had two other positions, which were in hematology, oncology, and from the get-go, pretty much I knew that it wasn't going to be a good fit for me, So, but this feels like a good fit and I, hey. I love everything about it. What about you, Colleen? <laughs> Tell us about your journey, kind of what you're doing right now. I do a couple things. I'm self-employed. As a consultant, I work in for a pharmaceutical company where I do like data management, project management, site management for clinical trials. So my background is in clinical research nursing. As an RN, I'm on the pharmaceutical side or the sponsor side, as they call it in the industry. I also work as a research nurse practitioner. I just started. I've had literally one patient, but now I have experience. I am also in the process of training and credentialing to be a telehealth nurse practitioner in men's health. I'm still in the process of spinning wheels right now, just trying to get everything in place for that. Very cool. Hopefully to start soon. And Alicia? Hi. For me, I'm actually just (laughs) out of the gate here. This past June, I just passed my boards. And in the process of doing all that, I've relocated to Colorado. So I transferred my RN license to Colorado. I am going to be practicing in an urgent care, which is what I was doing in New York. So I'm an urgent care nurse. And I'm actually just going through the paperwork to finalize my licensing transfer over into Colorado. It's exciting to hear that you're going to be doing something on plant-based nutrition and medicine pretty soon, because that's kind of like a really deep focus I want to go into here in Colorado, just plant-based nutrition, holistic, naturopathic medicine on that level. And yeah, that's where I'm at now. So I'm practicing as an RN still in the urgent care. And then as I get my feet rooted and planted here, I'll see where that takes me as far as my practitioner practice. And last but not least, 
Oneida? I am, as Sandra so nicely said it, Oneida. I am currently practicing as a nurse practitioner in family health. So I am seeing patients from young to old, rather. I just recently started in January, so it's still pretty new for me and I'm still really getting acclimated, but learning a lot having my moments of being completely consumed, but I'm sure that's expected to an extent. But again, I'm learning so much and just looking forward to the next chapter. Thank you for sharing everyone what you do individually. And of course, they also are content creators and they are podcast owners. That's just incredible. One of the questions that I typically ask is to describe your journeys to how you all got to where you are. I've enjoyed getting to read them that you guys shared with me on your website, but could you guys just kind of walk us through the different steps as you guys made your way to your current job roles and your careers? And I would like to hear how you guys all became friends in nursing school. Is that how this all happened? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Our bachelors. What was the moment? Were you guys just like all in the same row or like in the first clinical group? Oneida and I met in uh, a class and I think Colleen and Alicia met each other. And then Christina and I met somewhere too. And then we kind of merged together and started studying together and the rest is history. So you guys met in class. Pretty cool. All right, Christina, take it away. So I grew up in California and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. When I first initially graduated from high school, I started in accounting and then went into math. Eventually just dropped out of school because I didn't know what I wanted to be. I took, I did take some classes here and there. And then I met my husband, got married and I had my first child. And it just all kind of came to me because the nurses were just so compassionate and so just so helpful because I was like scared out of my mind but they really calmed me and they got me through it I was like this is what I want to do I pursued it I started of course in California started with my associates but different circumstances led us out to New York where my husband is so we picked up our family and we all moved to got on Amtrak and made our way over to New York and we lived with my in-laws and they were like there's this great school great program there's a bachelor's program and I, eventually I did it and I started my journey of getting my bachelor's. I worked for a long time in the hospital and then Oneida was like, you guys, it's really time to go back to school. She was like, come on guys, we can do it. And I was like, no, no, I really don't want to, but she's uh, blame. It's going to happen. So we did it and graduated and that's where I'm at now. I'm going to just go on in the same order that we did before. My background is that I wanted to be a nurse when I was in high school. I decided in my sophomore year of high school that I wanted to be a nurse and I volunteered at a nursing home and I joined the ambulance corps because everyone said you had to do that. If that's what you were going to go into nursing, you had to volunteer in all these places in high school in order to get into nursing school. I was on the junior ambulance corps because I was 16. And the fire department came in and gave a presentation on burns. And I was so upset and disturbed by it that it made me physically ill. I went home crying to my parents. I said, I'm not applying to nursing schools. I'm not doing this. I can't do this. I don't ever want to see that again. It was so upsetting to me. The human body could do that or that somebody would go through that and I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would be so emotional and upset about it. I just said, I'm not doing it. And I went to school and I partied basically for three years. I was a sorority girl and marketing major and I didn't get very good grades. I left school and, and I met some biologists and I decided, well, I really love science. It's totally my thing. I'm going to go to school for biology. So I went back to school and then I dropped out again because I got married and moved across the country for a couple of years. And then I graduated with finally, eventually with a bachelor's in biology and realized there were really 
no jobs for anybody with a bachelor's in biology. I think I was offered a job that paid about four fifty an hour. This would have been in 1996. <laughs> and it was riding on a hovercraft chasing geese. I wanted to start a family. I relied on that. I had over the years, all sorts of crazy jobs, but I had experience doing like secretarial type of stuff. So that held me for a long time. We reached a critical point. My husband and I both got laid off from a job. We both worked for the same company and he was out of work for two years and it was really challenging. We were about to lose our house and we had a baby at the time. And my mother was diagnosed with cancer right around that time. And so I was caring for my mother and my husband was trying to find a job. I reached a critical point where I just went, I have to do something. I have the skills. I worked with computers. I did systems development and database development. I had my own company already at that point in time. It was hard to go out and get a job because I used to say it like this. I'm not something in particular. I, I, I need to have like a license or a certification because nobody's going to look at me for a job if I'm up against somebody. So I just sat down with a pad and paper and I wrote down, okay, I have two options. I can go for nursing because I'll always have a job. I'll always be able to care for my family. I'll always be able to do something with that. Or I can go for a master's in biology. But what I really would want to do with that is be a field biologist. And I want to have more kids. And I don't know if that really fits. I chose nursing in that way, which sounds a little crazy. But I also was caring for my mom at this, at this time. Uh, she had a couple of issues during her bout with cancer. I thought to myself, if I can take care of my mother, I can take care of anybody because you don't love anybody other than your children as much as you love your mother. I was able to handle all of her medical issues. I, I enrolled in a weekend. I, I, I kind of made the decision and I was enrolled in school and taking classes like two weeks later, like my first class towards nursing. When I was in undergraduate school, they still allowed RNs in a bachelor's program. I mean, if you were in a bachelor's program for nursing, that you could still get your LPN. So I actually started as an LPN and I was working for hospice. I worked in a hospice facility and actually Christina's mom, this is how close our group is. Christina's mom babysat my baby while I did that. I did that two nights a week and she would come meet me in the morning and help me get my daughter to school and then watch my daughter so I could sleep. So I did that. And then I, I worked in a hospital as an RN and really burnt out and fried. And then I went into research. And when I first started in research, I started as a research coordinator, which is somebody that coordinates patients that are in clinical trials. It's a very administrative role. And I worked with this woman that I really liked a lot. She's become one of my best friends in this world. They brought me in full-time. After a couple months, they tried to fire her. And I called the corporate people and said, you can't fire her because she's been doing this job for 10 years. I literally just started. I don't, she's training me. You can't. I said, why don't you let us job share? And they said, write us a proposal. I wrote them a proposal. And I said, and by the way, I want to work for myself. So here's my company. You could pay my company. And her and I are going to job share this role. And they accepted it. And until so my friend kept her job, we both worked part-time. I did that for a couple of years, but the physician that was doing research didn't want to do it anymore. I, again, went to corporate and said, I love my job and I love what I'm doing here, but you don't have another job for me in this. So if you're not going to bring somebody in to replace him, I'm going to have to leave. And 
they said, well, we don't want you to leave. We'll find something for you to do. I said, I don't want just anything. I like my job. This is what I want to do. So I left on good terms. I gave them plenty of notice and said, this is what I have to do. And uh, I went and basically went to boot camp for a little over a year. I worked at an academic medical center doing cancer trials. It was a whole new experience. I, I got a lot of information and I learned a ton. And I worked for a person who is probably one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my life and uh, a real true mentor. And uh, then the other company that I worked for, they called me back and they said, would you come back and build a program for us in research? And I said, yeah, but I'm working under my own company. They said, no, no, no. I said, yes, yes, yes. That's the only way I'm doing it. And so they hired me and I worked for them for another probably eight or nine years. And I built a research program for them. And then that got acquired. In the meantime, I started to go back for my master's because once that got that research program got acquired, I could see the writing on the wall that my job was going to change significantly and I wasn't going to get what I needed out of it. So they paid for school. So I just said, okay, they can pay for my master's. And uh, I took as many classes as I can and uh, tried to front load, got burnt out, took a break. And then with Oneida and Christina and Alicia went back and finished and then realized that even though I, I don't know that my intention was to necessarily be an NP, but I realized how many doors that master's and NP opened for me. So now I'm in a, in a place where I can do a couple of different things. And I love that. I have so much flexibility of so much autonomy. What about you, Alicia? I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my future. A little bit of a lost soul. Didn't do well in high school. I kind of just graduated by the skin of my teeth there. I actually had to do night school to kind of make up classes. So I didn't graduate my class. And I just just had a lot going on emotionally. And it was just like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? I did become a young mom. So age 18, 19, I had my first child. When I had him, he was born with a bilateral club foot, which is a deformity of the ankle and the foot um, and the calf. And I just remember thinking to myself in those moments after I had him, just being really overwhelmed and being in such good care of nurses and medical staff um, and medical providers that blew my mind with what they were helping me along with. Because for me, as a 19-year-old, I have no idea what, what's going on. And for him, he had to go through a series of weekly visits to an orthopedic, and he had to get casts. And it was remolding, basically, the ankle and foot to be realigned. And he actually had to have two different surgeries performed. And I think at that moment, I just saw such a beautiful career here that I'm like, this is so interesting to me. And then, of course, me doing starting to learn on my own about like, what was this about? And was this genetic? And was it my fault? And just just learning all those things just kind of triggered a love for the medical field. Not at that point, I still didn't know whether I wanted to be a nurse or whether I wanted to go to PA school. But fast forward really quickly, I had another child very soon. So at the age of 21, I had two children. And then I thought, what am I going to do? Like I have these, these two beautiful young children and I just had this motivation. I want to do better for them. That motivated me. I ended up going to community college and I started a, a, a nursing program at the time. Having that background from high school being actually really like less than a mediocre student in high school, I started getting grades like in the 90s and, and hundreds. There was a, a girl there that I had befriended and she would get hundreds and then we would be in this like kind of like friendly competition with each other. And all of a sudden I'm getting these grades and it just like opened up. I never knew I was smart. Like I never knew I had the capacity or the intelligence to understand. I was learning medical terminology. I was learning about biology. I was learning anatomy and physiology and, and micro 
and like all of these things, it's like, wow, I'm smarter than I thought I was just because I had that motivation being a mom and wanting to do better for myself. And and that really focused me. This is bigger than me. Like I have these young children and I want to be an example. Soon after that, I did get married. And then by finishing my last semester, which is the portion where you go into nursing clinicals, I became pregnant with my third child. And then I said, wow, this is just going to be too much. I have three young children and I don't know that I'm ready to start clinical and have that time be taken away from them at such a young age. I had spoke to an advisor at school and I transitioned from the nursing program to a biology degree. So like they just kind of had to do a little finagling. I had to take like a couple of different courses because I, I needed to graduate. Like I had all of the credits. And so I did graduate pregnant with my third child. That was in 1998. I was married at the time to a police officer. Shortly after with 9-11, my journey ended up leading me to the Hudson Valley. But prior to that, I did have a fourth child. So I have four children. I was a stay-at-home mom for that time because four children was a full-time job. And I started getting into real estate. So I had an associate's in biology. I had had a desire to go into nursing or into medicine. And now here I was kind of like sidetracking into this journey in real estate and which kind of helped me a lot get acquainted with the area. And I met a lot of great people. But I remember just having a moment in my kitchen where I felt so empty. And it was just something that I just was like, this is not satisfying. I had this like light bulb go off in my head. It's like, I need to get back to school. I need to go back to nursing school. And so that's when the local college there was where I ended up meeting these the other three ladies here. And that was in 2005 when I started there. And yeah, so we just, we kind of completed that journey together. And even when we finished and we graduated in 2007, we ended up all working at the same hospital. And then over time, each we kind of each spread out from there, but we always kept in touch, whether it was like every couple of months or even if it was twice a year, we always made an effort to say, hey, look, guys, let's go out to dinner. Let's get back together. Let's kind of get an idea where everybody's at and what we're doing. I, I thank God for that because I feel like they were such a motivating force for me because from being a new nurse, from being transitioning, because at the time I, I did start out at mid-surge and then I, I loved surgical procedures. So I decided I, I went into an OR fellowship. I was in the OR for about six years and just going through just the ups and downs of nursing, the disappointments and the, the struggle and the challenges and the burnout, just having these ladies to kind of encourage myself and just give that hope. I think that's kind of where at some point when Oneida started talking about, listen, like we we need to, there's nothing else. There's nowhere else to go. You reach kind of like a glass ceiling and as a nurse, there's something more. And I think that was the bottom line. And then I kind of went back kicking and screaming for the masters. Like I really didn't want to initially because it was just so much work and so daunting. And now it's just like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm excited for this challenge. I mean, where I am now, like I said before, is uh, I just finished my master's. I just finished passing my NP boards and I'm just kind of waiting for that next step. And what about you, Oneida? When I graduated high school, I really kind of didn't know what direction I needed to go in, but I know I need to go to college. So I did enroll, but wasn't 100% committed. So it really didn't work out. But my sister, my older sister, who's eight years older than I am, was like, you need to go into the military. And I'm like, you're right, I need to go into the military. So I chose the Navy, even though I get super seasick. But that didn't stop me. I'm moving forward. Not only that, but I wanted to be a search and rescue swimmer, even though I hate the ocean, not in like, I love being at the ocean, but the fear of the fish, like 
totally devastates me, but I'm like, I'm going to be a search and rescue swimmer. I don't care. So long story short, I did join the Navy, but I wasn't a search and rescue swimmer. I was in IT, so computers. And while I was in, they encouraged new members to enroll in courses and start education. So I had overheard these other women talking about nursing and I'm like, nursing, wow. Like it was never really a thought in my mind, but I'm like, ah, I can do that. Let, Let me go for that. So that's where that really started. So I did do courses throughout the Navy. I was in for five years and it got to a point where I really had to do my clinicals and I couldn't keep up with my full-time job, which was the Navy and my clinicals. So I kind of had to make a decision, either I'm going to stay in and become an officer or I'm going to get out and do my own thing in the civilian world. And after seeing a lot of my friends and I, I didn't have kids yet, I was married. I didn't have kids yet, but I would see all my friends having to like depart from their family families and their children. And I'm like, oh, that's not really something I'm like keen on. And I just felt like there's no way I could leave my kids and go out to sea for six months, seasick no less. Right. So I said, nope, I'm going to exit the Navy and go ahead and start in my civilian life and see where that takes me. I did get out and enrolled in college here locally. And that's where I ended up meeting Christina, Alicia, and Colleen. And our journey just really took off from there. And we remained friends throughout. We were together. We were close. We were just there for each other. And it really hasn't stopped literally to this day, as you can see. And we've just been so supportive of one another. And we're we're so alike, but we're so different. And I think that's why this works, because we each bring something a little different to the table where we don't step on each other's toes, but it's the exact opposite. We do, but in a better and a good way. I forgot to actually mention that... We actually started after we graduated with our bachelor's. We all started at the same hospital together. So I think that's an important aspect I didn't mention. And I think that's unusual. And so we all started out together as RN. All right, ladies. So tell me about some mentors that you had throughout your career that you felt like made a really big difference in where you are today. When I first became an RN, I interviewed at a hospital with my first nurse manager. And when I interviewed with her, I just... I knew that I wanted to be like her like when I grew up she was just said everything about her was just like so put together and and like she had done all these things and I want to be just like her so she was my first manager in cardiopulmonary and I always looked up to her and she was like a great mentor and I kind of followed her throughout my career as a registered nurse right now I have like uh, work with a doctor and I absolutely love her we had mentioned earlier how doctors don't say oh that wasn't right or whatever but she does she does she's just for the patient we're both like very patient-centered I was at work late one night and I was gonna do an order she's like no Christina go home like you have to know your boundaries you have to know when to say no and I just think like yeah who does that a doctor no less than telling your nurse practitioner so she's my current mentor now and I just I just she's amazing so I I did have many mentors along the way long before I was a nurse before I went back to nursing school I had worked at a job at a paper company and I worked with these three women, Marlene, Maureen, and Diane. I'm still very close with them today. We still see each other a couple times a year. And they were these three amazing women. They mentored me in business, in trusting in myself, 
And Marlene was the first person that I ever approached about working for myself. I had been working as a temp for this company and I realized that they were paying $24 an hour for me at the time. And I was getting paid $17 an hour. This is going back into the late nineties. And I happened to see the bill come across my desk and I went, well, that's not okay. Why are they, they're paying like $24 an hour for me and I'm only getting paid $17 out of that. So I brought the bill into Marlene and I said, can I talk to you about something? And she said, yeah, what's up? Close the door. And I said, I, it's probably none of my business and I'm probably not supposed to say this. You're paying all this money for, for me to work here as a temp, but I'm not getting all that money. Like, can we split it down the difference down the middle? Will you give me $21 an hour to, to work here? And she goes, Absolutely. And, she, and I was like, okay. And I went home and I set up a corporation and I started working. My title was consultant. I was working in an HR department doing a database and systems development for them. But anyway, so Maureen, Marlene, and Diane are these amazing, creative, intelligent women who embrace other women and, and who just lift you up. I've been fortunate to have that a couple of times in my life, not just here with with our podcast, but so they're big mentors. And then one I mentioned before this man, Steve Lasher, who is probably one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my life. I worked for him for a year. And then I had a preceptor who was quite unkind to me. Talk about nurses eating their young, the girls here at all. I've heard every story because I used to call them crying all the time. But in that same token, that was my preceptor, but I had an amazing nurse manager. And then I worked with so many wonderful nurses that saw what my preceptor was doing and would pull me away from her. They would say, hey, I need Colleen today in here because I have a patient who has a ventriculostomy and I want her to see that. And somebody else would say, I, I need her over on step down because she needs to help me with this today. They would almost make up stuff for me to kind of get me away from her because I think they saw they were losing me just because it was so it was so stressful. So for all those nurses and a couple of the names are Bridget, Sandy, Barbara, Chris, Allison, they were just all amazing, amazing nurses. And all of them combined, they let me believe in nurses again, because having that first kind of awful preceptor really put a bad taste in my mouth. I thought, I don't want to do this. What am I doing here? I don't, you know, wasn't good enough, wasn't smart enough, wasn't anything enough. Like I, she was setting me up for failure. So for me, I have to say, I can't, I can't say I have like one person or particular people that I could say, okay, that was a specific person that mentored me. Outside us as a group, as the four MPs, I just have to say there were many people that, that did encourage me along the way. But at the same token, there were many that were very discouraging, um, sad to say. Whether it was an instructor, you had some that were so good in their leadership and good in their mentoring and good in teaching where they were just so motivating. And then on the same token, I can speak to a lot of nurses that I'm like, why are you in the nursing field? Because you just seem so bitter and so disgruntled. And so again, where maybe they've been in a, a role or something for way too long, and it just made them this you know, tyrant of a person that they just couldn't communicate well, or just couldn't offer that amount of support. I have to say I've had nurse managers that were very supportive. I think one that comes to mind was when I was in the OR. For myself, I was still learning and the OR is just a whole different beast. There's so many specialties in the services. And I, I did do a little bit of everything, but I had a manager there and he 
said to me, I see you have leadership potential. And I'm like, really? Me? It was just seemed so like unheard of because I didn't see myself that way. But this is someone that saw that in me and actually encouraged me to apply for a, a service manager role. They were looking for someone in the robotics and GYN service manager role in the OR, which just meant that I would be kind of like that go-to person, like a team lead for you know the GYN robotic services. And that I'd be someone that would do training, do mentoring for new nurses coming into the OR, and that I would just kind of get a handle on whether it was supplies and making sure there was equipment that was needed and on point when when we needed on it on hand. But I just was so scared to believe that of myself. But yet this person said that. And I said, what? Honestly, at the time I, I needed the money because <laughs> it was it, it was like a small increase. And I said, what? I'll go ahead and, and do it. But it just opened up such a great experience. And I'm not going to say it was easy. It was not. And it was, I mean, it definitely challenged me on a whole nother level. I, I look back at that and I'm like, wow, like if it wasn't for him saying you have leadership potential, which I never didn't believe that in myself, I wouldn't have ever done that. And in that role, I did grow and learn some things about myself that I did like mentoring and I did like teaching. So because some of the newer nurses that would come into the OR, I mean, like I said, the, the OR can be just really hard. There's a lot of personalities and a lot of stuff that you have to get through and just kind of like brush it off your shoulder and let it roll off. But I, I remember really liking and appreciating and feeling privileged actually to be able to help new nurses in their role as a circulating nurse and encouraging them and being that voice of stability and being patient. Because when you when I first went to the OR, there was no room for mistakes. There was no room. There was no patience. There was just like, you're supposed to know this. And, and that's it. I felt really honored to be kind of like a different voice to say, listen, you don't come into here. You don't go into any specialty. You don't become a nurse knowing everything. You're taking those small incremental steps to learn. And you take from all these different facets of leadership and, and managers and people that you, you all learn from, but it, you grow in it. You have to learn. Like, And sometimes I think nurses forget that. Like there's a start to everything. Like it's not just magically downloaded into our head, okay, now we're this professional nurse and you have to be forgiving and show a little bit of grace. It was that position that kind of really just kind of opened my mind to, wow, I, I maybe I, I can be a good leader. And and I just can say even most recently, and that was like about 10 years ago, but most recently I had finished my master's degree and I kind of was like stuck for a little bit as far as scheduling my boards and starting that whole kind of like, it, it just seemed so daunting and so stressful. And again, I saw myself kind of almost like stuck, maybe for fear, just like, oh, I need to now take my boards and I need to now become a nurse practitioner. I need to go into this practice. And I didn't really know where I wanted to go. And I felt hesitant on how do I move forward? And I had a nurse practitioner in the urgent care that I was working in. And she knew I had just finished and she kept asking me, hey, did you schedule your boards? Did you schedule boards? And I'm like, no, yeah, no, I'm going to wait. I don't know. And I just like, Duh. Like, I don't, I didn't know what was wrong with me at the time. I think it was just coming through a season of, it took me a six years to finish that master's program. In between family, I had been diagnosed with thyroid cancer. I had to have a thyroidectomy and just going through so many life changes, moving a couple of times. And it was just so much. And I'm like, I just needed a break. I like, I needed to breathe for a little while. And, but she was kind of like this voice, like, listen, you need, you need to do it. Just schedule your exam, take your, but she's like, you need to work 
at the level you're educated. And I remember her saying that to me one day and she's like looking at me like, what's the delay? Like she saw like I had this education in me and I had this potential and she was a light in a place where I had some tunnel vision there, like not really knowing where to go. But I have to say that was the most recent encouraging, I guess I could, would consider like mentoring me during that time of not really you know, knowing what I wanted to do. So, and then as these ladies right here, I mean, anytime I had a problem, it was just like texting one of them, like, hey, and then it would just be like a group text started again. Like, hey, what do you do with this? And what do you do with that? And like, there was always just great encouragement with them as well. Thank you, Alicia, for sharing all that. And last but not least, Oneda, tell us, who was someone that mentored you? Like Alicia and Christina and Colleen had mentioned that there are so many right impactful people. And, and there's others that can be a little bit discouraging. But for the most part, I just reflect back and am reminded of a lot of good and support and encouragement that I got throughout the years of nursing and the different roles that I held in nursing in general. So I have two sisters. I have one that was eight years older, and then I have one that's actually a year older than I am. And she just, I look at her as a pillar of strength and just all that she's done and throughout her life. And it's always, that's always encouraged me to like say like, all right, it could be so much worse. She ran an in-home daycare for 15 years. And then in her late 30s, she went back to school for nursing and she became a nurse. So I just look at her and all that she's gone through and it's in the the words that she's, the words of insight and and the support she's given me. And and I'm so appreciative of all that she is in my life. And and she's just someone that I look at and as a good support to, along with my, my girls here. All right, ladies, give me some advice that you have for a new nurse starting off in a career who would like to know what you wish you would have known sooner. Take it away, Christina. Okay. Whoa. I like that question. I think that I would just say to keep moving forward, surround yourself with people who are encouraging. The four of us had each other and thank goodness we never broke down at the same time because we were always there to encourage each other and and lift each other up and encourage us to continue to go because we all had those moments where we were like, I I don't want to, I can't do this anymore. I just can't do it. But we all were there for each other to kind of encourage. So again, thank goodness that never happened at the same time. So just surround yourself with good people and just keep going forward and and know that there are going to be times when you just want to stop and just get under the covers and go to sleep and not come out but just tomorrow's another day and uh, just keep moving forward and just casting off of that there's a famous quote from the movie finding nemo where dory says just keep swimming just keep swimming and i have that poster on my wall my daughter my little daughter got it from me at the book fair at school Mm -hmm. and because i say it to my kids all the time i'm like just keep swimming So in addition to that, I would say if you see something that strikes your interest, try it. And if you hate it, then leave or don't do it. And you're the driver in your own life. And you should make choices, make a decision, run with it. If it doesn't work out, you can always turn around, take a detour, go a different way. And one that I always live by is don't ask for permission. (laughs) It's much easier to ask for forgiveness. So move forward and uh, yeah, don't ask permission. And uh, the last thing would be, you don't ever have to work in a hospital if you don't want to. I think looking back in my twenties, when I said I was a young mom, I just remember having some negative naysayers. I had someone tell me because I was a young mom, I I was going to work at McDonald's for the rest of my life. Meaning like I would just be at dead end jobs because of, you know, the fact that I'm 21 with two kids and I would encourage whether it's a young mom or someone just first pursuing a career, don't believe the lie. 
don't identify yourself with that. People can say, they can judge you for maybe your mistakes or, or something you've done. And it's like, don't believe the lie. That is not your identity. That doesn't have to be the outcome of your life. Like you are the captain of your ship. You need to make a decision and make choices. You have a choice whether to, to cower underneath that and to let fear hold you back. But it's just taking those courageous steps forward. It was just a resounding no, like in my spirit when that person had said that to me. So actually that negative thing became just such a driving force for me. Like, no, like absolutely not. That does not have to be my life. And it will not be my life. I think showing yourself forgiveness, like we don't have it all together. We're not all perfect. We're all struggling with some part in this journey. It is a walk. It is a journey. And everybody kind of wants to be at this level that you see someone else at maybe, but there's no time wasted in the process. And so just embracing you know, that process of becoming and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I would just also say, yeah, definitely connect yourself with positive and motivating people and knowing that you're not alone. And sometimes you kind of feel lost or confused and it's like, gee, I don't know this. And then you speak to someone else and they're like, yeah, I didn't know it either. But being able to share and not being ashamed or embarrassed or afraid kind of like opens up so much more because then you realize, wow, I'm not alone. Like this person also went through the same thing and this is how they're moving moving forward. And that just can kind of just help you kind of relax and just kind of feel like, okay, I'm okay. And I think someone else said it too, just, just to keep moving forward, take those little baby steps and, and you'll get there. You'll get. All right. So just listening to you guys, I just like so many things just like went through my head. It was like, ah, I couldn't even like contain it. Right. I just feel like don't let the mistakes of the past hold you back. Don't ever let regret be what you dwell on and just don't walk, run. And I don't mean, I don't mean not without thought, of course, with thought, but you have to take the leap. And if you don't go and do it, you'll, you'll regret that. And so you don't have to be a straight A student. You have to be committed though. You just have to be committed. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. Unfortunately, we do not have rapid fire questions at the end of this recording. I apologize to the four interviewees for the error of the the podcast editing software. I really struggled to salvage the conversation because it was disjointed and I really am appreciative of those of you that fought through with me knowing that this is not my normal level of quality of podcast editing but that I did my best to salvage what I could and, and thanks guys for listening. We are at the end of our time together. I really enjoyed the chat. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse Podcast is on Instagram, so please follow us there for any updates on new podcasts and inspirational information to help you on your own journey. You could always message me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast at gmail.com with any career information or professions that you're interested in hearing about. And as always, thanks for listening. I want to thank my biggest fan supporter on Patreon, Kevin Pryor, for your support of this podcast. If you love this podcast and want to throw some support my way, I would greatly appreciate it. My link is in the show notes. And just a reminder, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or other professional advice or services.